Okay, folks, I'm here with, uh, again, uh, blackjack player Ron Benedetto, uh, precision blackjack and uh, various clumping styles. And uh, one of the things we wanted to delve into was some of the uh, components of it and, uh, you know, talk to you about them and tell you the effects of them. So, Ron, the one I wanted to cover today, and uh, I'm sure you can relate to this, is low-card clumps and, and their effect of the game. And, and um, you know, wh what what can you expect in low-card clumps? How does it subvert the dealer-break ratio? How does it cause a lot of different things? And, uh, you know, uh, I think the most obvious ones are the doubles and splits. And, uh, you know, we wanted to go ahead and talk to that. One of the first things that I noticed, and I'll throw it over to you then, is that when you are in a low-card clump, and I, I don't mean they're, they're all sequential, but predominantly – uh, one of the effects that you have to be aware of is you're going to get a lot of more low hands against dealer up cards that are low, and you're effectively in those situations going to double. So it increases the the chance that you're going to have a traditional, and I'll put that in quotes, traditional doubling hand. And we all know what happens when you double that 11 against a five or six in a low card plump. You get another low card and the dealer hits and doesn't break. Well, you kind of summed it up. Yeah, I'll just expand upon it if please uh, if, you'll, if you'll allow me to. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. You know when when these low cards are, are are dumping out, that's where the casino does, like you said, take advantage of winning. Oh yeah. Double down attempts. I mean, you know, like you said in the prior video, you know, you're wondering where's the tens at, but yeah, you know, the exactly. player automatic the player automatically doubles down, draws a four or five. Dealer has a low card up. Lo and behold, yep. dealer flips over the card and pulls a five card 21. Yeah. It's enough to make you want to quit playing blackjack. Very frustrating situation for the player. And, and they do this through their clumping process. And what we have to do is momentarily work through those low card clump runs. And right. that means we have to almost resort to dealer strategy yeah. and usurp those low cards. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, Re and so remember, remember when. When you have like a, a double down situation uh -huh. and you pull a low card, mm. you can hit again. And there's a good chance you're going to better your hand and also usurp the right. low cards that the dealer needs to to get, you know, their pat hand and whack everybody at the table. Yeah. yeah so you're better off not doubling, uh, you know, going ahead and hit just as you said, just hit the hand and then possibly consider hitting it again. Um, right. And again, and again, we're going to, you know, we get a lot of argument from other players thinking that, you know, that's an idiotic way to look at it. No, it's not. But it's not. It's not. It's again, the pain on the table. Uh, you know, that double down situation isn't going to be the last double down you're ever going to see. But trips have been won and lost. Yeah. From double downs and split double downs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Ron, uh, also, too, one of the things that folks don't consider uh, or players who, uh, and, and again, you know, if you're in a basic strategy situation and the game's looks random, then of course you just want to play a basic strategy. And in a lot of cases, those doubles are good, but if you see right. a low card clump, I mean, if you really think about it, you have a low hand, which is 11, you're going to hit it. You're going to get a low card. Now, if you hit it again, you don't double and you're, you're able to hit it again. Then of course, right. uh, you'll, you'll stand a fighting chance to outdraw the dealer. That, well said. At, it, at that point, though, it's it's a coin flip because they can get they have just as much chance equally to get to get a good hand when you're drawing cards. But 
what folks don't realize is it doesn't matter usually in most cases if the dealer has two low cards or a low card and a high card, if that low card clump con continues, because in most cir circumstances, albeit let uh, if the dealer turns over a 16 and hits it with a six in a low card clump, that's the only card that's going to actually bust him. Uh, is in, in a low card clump would be another six, 16 and hits with a six. And how, right. often, how often does that happen? Right. Not very often at all. Not very often, you know, Ron. And I think it's important that we also, um, you know, when we're talking about low-card clumps, uh, we're talking about two, three, four, five, and six, but also we count the ace in there too, and right. which it's it's either random ace, a low-card low ace, or a high-card clump ace. So, right. so we, we do make an allowance for that. And that's, you know, I think, Ron, and, and you know, talking to players, that's the piece that they miss a lot. Uh, they, when someone tells them, well, aces run high and low, they know it counts one or 11, but if you look at the table and some of your examples are really good, there's a low ace in there. So if you see three, four, ace, six, five, seven, that's a low card clump of, of, of low cards with a low ace. And a lot of Correct. folks will, will act, actually, actually miss that. So, of course. Uh, you know. But again, the game is as won and lost with doubles. To your point, and splits. I mean, how many uh, sessions uh, ha have you won or lost? You know, just on doubles alone. Uh, so, sure, sure. Uh, the advice is to double less. Yeah, if, if for anything, just just don't double. Yeah, just hit. You you, you want to see an indication that there's some tens running around before you double. When in fact there's no ten, so I mean, you're, what you're doing, you're not you're not being a fortune teller. You're just reading the pain on the table, and you're making a logical assumption to to get through a horrible round of blackjack is what Absolutely. it comes down to. It, and I, you, know, it, play it. you know, you know, to really bring the point home. Uh huh. You know, you remember when we played in teams? Oh yeah, absolutely. In, in AC, and you know, we have sacrifice players and players like you just using the the low cards up. We yep. oftentimes completely change the complexion of the shoe to the point that we could just sit back and laugh. And it's uncanny the damage that we can cause them versus the damage they continuously cause naive players. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they know this. That's why we, you know, were kicked out of a couple casinos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back then. Yeah, they they, like, they, like they said, we don't like your action because they know that we know a little bit more than the average player. And they were, you know, they were concerned that we start betting high. Right, exactly. When favorable right. to us, we're going to take chips out of their chip tray. That's and they right. don't like that. They don't I like remember. That at all. I remember one time we were doing um, a, a seminar in. Uh, uh, I think we were in Colorado, and uh, yeah, I know, had, I know the game you're talking about. They, yeah. they they had the low stakes games there at uh, what was it Central City in Colorado, Something and you like could that. yeah, so oh, it was Central City, and they had those boutique casinos out there. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, they were making cheese. Think. They were making cheeseburgers at a grill inside of us. Yeah, yeah. you could bet two dollars to five dollars. That was the right. uh, that was, at the time that we went. And this was what nineteen ninety two. Yeah, August of nineteen ninety two. I think it was. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, about August of nineteen ninety two. We were out there, and we had uh, five clump style players at the table, and I oh, remember we creamed them. Yeah, creamed we took. Them. We had, we took we emptied the chip tray two or three times, yeah, and he did. said, "Hey guys, we give up." You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a so, small house; they can't yeah. be taking big hits. No, they couldn't be taking big hits. So, but they were very nice about it, and uh, they were. 
they were very nice about it. But again, you know, uh, I think you were playing first base, if I'm not I mistaken. Was. Yeah, you were right. playing first base and made some great reads. And I forget who was playing th uh, third base. I might have been right next to you. You were yeah. probably at third base because we was always I? used to put you where, uh, you know, you had the uh, the kahunas, if you will. Yeah, to hit absolutely. a sixteen to hit a sixteen against the just, six. Just, <laughs> against the six, just so the rest of the rest of the team members could survive. Yeah, absolutely. More than likely, win the hand. Yeah, and, no, you they know, hated that. Yeah, they hated that. Now, a lot of times you're going to make that what what people will be considered a wrong move, and it's going to look like it's wrong. But here's here's the paradox when people tell me that when they say you made the wrong play. And they go a step further. They say you affected the outcome of the game. Right. Here's the here's the fallacy in that. You may have affected the outcome of the round, okay? Right. But your strategy is looking at the game from long term. So effectively, if you believe in card counting and basic strategy over the long haul, it doesn't matter what any player does over the long haul, you're going to go ahead and end up the same way. So right. by them saying you're making the wrong play, it's contradictory to their logic because yeah. there is the, the, the right play has no effect on anything. It, it's, it, it's you're thinking hard, long haul. Yeah. It's a diehard player's nature is what right. it is. Yeah, but, yeah, but you understand what I'm saying. It's instilled, right. Yeah, they're, they're saying that, well, you affected the game. Well, the game's random. It doesn't matter what I do. It's unpredictable. But by saying that, and, and here's the key to that, I'll tell you, it is the key, is they've noticed it, but they're so indoctrinated by the casinos to play a certain way that what is obvious to them, even though when they admit it to other players, they say, you made the wrong play and screwed up the table, they they think that, that long-term odds were affected. But if if they were affected, the game isn't random, okay. Right. So, so that's the paradox of what they're saying to us. Sure. And, and if and you make if you make that play and they have a long face while you're doing it, or they you know decide to you know make a nasty comment, right? And they say, do. If you if you save the table in that play, you you went from a, a heel to a hero to a hero, right? Quickly. And, yeah. And they and they applaud you. Right, but they'll still say you made the wrong play. I got yeah, and we'll you. say oh, the the right play, the wrong play is the play you lose. Yeah, the that's right play right. is the right the play, play is the hand you won, no well, matter how I, you played it. There, there's three three hands. There's ones no matter what you do, you're going to win. There's ones no matter what you do, you're going to lose. And what we try to yeah. do is the ones where if you would do something different, you would either push or win. And those are the hands. Those B hands are the ones that we try to affect with our enhanced card play. So right. anyway, that's that's the that's the skinny on low card clumps. We got a little bit more on them that we'll talk about next time. We're going to go over high card clumps, and we just have a lot of topics to talk about yeah, uh, with random cards. And you know, we'll go into basic strategy and how it ties into card clump. Plumping, you know, pick up Ron's uh, Precision Blackjack. He'll give you the details. It's down below. Um, and uh, there's also, we have other books on clumping. Go ahead, grab those. Uh, join the club, you know, uh, send us a, shoot us a message. Post something down below. Uh, we'll go ahead and answer it. Uh, we have a great club. We have a great, great players. We'll go ahead and answer your, uh, an answer your email. We get together and play once in a while. Uh, we have something coming up. 
uh, in Cebu in the Philippines coming up here uh, in March of next year is our next real big seminar. We're going to concentrate on Bakara that time, but we'll be doing some blackjack over there too. And of course, me and Ron are always here to talk blackjack with you. So until next time, listen, this is uh, Ron and Keith uh, talking about blackjack. So thanks for tuning in. <laughs>